0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Iodely Speaks. I'm Iodelli Harrison, husband, father of two, senior partner, or 20 years of education, teaching and leading in public school, private and international schools, senior partner of education with Community Build Ventures. Um, so as you guys know, man, I, I do a lot with um, supporting development of black educators. And just the other day, I was in a um, professional learning community and in this community, Uh, one of the contracts I'm on, they have, uh, this is a community of of novice teachers uh, just recently entering the profession. And they had affinity groups. Um, Affinity groups, there was an African American or Black affinity group. There was a Latinx or Hispanic affinity group. There was a white affinity group. Um, And it was great. I mean, I think, you you know, they're all well facilitated by experts you know, who are trained and, and have this understanding of the community that they're serving and just the goals of affinity groups and, and, you know, two things that really stood out for me. So I was not leading the black affinity group. I was a participant. Um, uh, but two things that really stood out to me is that, you know, not all affinity groups, um, even if they're for black people are, or people of color or whatever, are designed the same. And, for me, like just the, the reason for what I've come to understand is the reason for affinity groups um, was I learned in the book Mindful of Race. You've heard me talk about this. Ruth King is it's this idea of like it's an intentional space to come and explore, be vulnerable, be open to explore who we are individually and collectively as an affinity to like focus on. Uh, potentially healing, to focus on exploring and deepen our understanding of who we are and how we navigate this world. And so our profession, our personal lives, you know, what can we gain from, you know, the observations we have, you know, out there, the lived experiences. So it's really focusing on the affinity itself, being black. And this group was about You know, it led expertly uh, by Dr. Melanie Dukes um, was just kind of like it was like this exploration and being black and this joy and this giving permission to be black, especially to these young teachers. And it was uh, it was a powerful, powerful experience. Um, And and I say that not all affinity groups are built the same because some groups, you know, are, are under their leadership are brought together to like focus on what we're we going to do externally, what we're we going to do about our school, what are we going to do about society, what we're we going to do. Like there's just so much fight and, and work and, and energy put on like fixing these institutions that, um, that are inherently racist and all this other type of stuff more than, um, and so they're focused on external, but I really like, the internal, like focus on deepening, and, and and one of the conversations came up was, you know, I reflected uh, quite a bit that, um, not quite a bit, but I reflected that, you know, it's been I've been in education said twenty years. It wasn't the until the last really well the start of BME's talk, two thousand seventeen. Sixteen seventeen where I really started focusing like being in affinity, where we focused on getting to know and understand our affinity, so what that means is seventeen plus years in the profession, being a black male educator, some of my school responsibilities in different places was part of the diversity team, designing things, but never. Been in affinity in a few spots. Had to fight for why affinity is even or, you know, been in with been at schools where they were trying to understand why affinity is necessary and all these other things, but have didn't experience like a true, well-facilitated group. Racial Affinity Group, where we just explore being black through poetry, through song, through drawing, through art, through readings, text, just also just being what's coming up with you. One of the things Dr. Duke, Dr. Duke's always led with was restorative connections, just man, what's on your, it's, it's, it's structured, but it's really like a what's on your mind, And so there's this centering on us as being black. And so much comes with that because there are so few spaces that I get, that other black people get to be black. To be black, to just be black. Nothing else but to be black. And I gotta say, like, I'm trying to I'm coming into my own understanding of what it means to be black because I've been given, I now have cultivated, created, participated in spaces where I'm allowed to explore my blackness. Man. Freedom lies in that. Liberation lies in that. The agenda is to explore our blackness together. Our triumphs, our struggles, our wins, our losses, our Harmful thoughts, minds, helpful or healthy thoughts and and things, excuse me, thoughts and and experiences, just being black. What does it mean? And in this group of young educators, it was, they were coming into like, I, like I, I share with them like, this is a very special thing that you're getting on the way in to the profession. Just... Uh, uh, a an, an invitation to being who you are, to finding who you are, to exploring that. Oh man, one one person said, "I can't tell you who I am because I don't know who I am just yet." I'm just paraphrasing It was just a powerful statement. I should. I it was so powerful. I didn't want to write it down. I just wanted to let it soak in. But what I remember, I'll share it. So that's the first thing, right? Affinity groups are about centering on, centering the work around the affinity. Especially racial affinity groups. Internal. Exploring individually and collectively that identity. The second thing that that just came to me is that in this group where I was fortunate enough I say fortunate enough because it, it, it is rare, right? There were two black educators in the group. They are about to graduate from college, working on getting their jobs. One already has a job in the school. Another one, they're, they're excited about the profession. They're excited about teaching. So they're a part of this cohort of new teachers and specifically this black cohort of new teachers. And what I realized also is this, is that Uh, In this affinity group, because there were two black males and the rest, I think it's a total of 15. No, the rest was like 12 black females. Then there's me, black male. And then the facilitator, Dr. Dukes, black female. And... The while the the fellas were engaged and laughing and and you can you can see the emotion in their face. You can see their connection that, you know, this was being this was very meaningful to them. They didn't speak. Well, I think the better way to say is that the black women in the room, which outnumbered them, filled the space not in a negative way, but they were connecting with the facilitator and they filled the space. Their experience made the learning great. It, it was exciting. So they didn't take away but it, but what the, what happened was they were quiet. The black men. And I was just, I was wondering like, I, I wasn't facilitating, but in my mind I, I was um, wanting to hold space and bring them in. But uh But the way that I did that, instead of just calling on them, was just kind of sharing how I felt about the group and what I was learning. So when those props came up, not too many of them, but would just share to kind of make way, give an example. But they were mostly quiet, quietly engaged. And I just had the thought to myself, I was like, see, this is why we created BME's Talk. Because it, it is, it is, it is. The it's not that the brothers didn't have permission to share to engage; they did. The women were very open and receptive. It's been a powerful community. We've been meeting, you know, four times over the last four months. So it's it's been it's been good and engaging, but I didn't hear from them, and I was just longing. For wanting to hear from them more, I can again. I can see they were engaged, but I want to hear from them more, and that's why we created BMEs Talk. It, it, it's 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 not to run and hide or or you know. I don't need to explain that shit. It's what it is. Is it's centering black men, and you're able to hear from a collection and speak from black men, you know, and and engage in that conversation. And the way things are facilitated there everybody will have a structured or a scheduled opportunity to speak because I know not everybody is is um, socially apt like wants to speak is the first person to speak not that's not everybody's personality that's not everybody's thing right but with 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 BME's talk there's this space where i well let me just say i i I was wondering. If about the black men in this group that I was in, if they were, if they had something to say, because they they're both vocal, they they both I mean they've been in this group all year long, so it's not like they haven't said anything. But in this in this moment, I was like, I was questioning, are they just giving space? Because because for black women, because black women in the group were sharing some really powerful stuff and taking. The, the, the depth of our learning to the next level, I was wondering if they were just holding space for black women, giving space for black women to speak, or they felt like maybe their words, you know, they didn't really have anything, I guess, on par with what was being said. I, I You know, I didn't know, but it was just through my, in my mind, I was like, I wonder what they're thinking. And I wonder about this space. Do they feel comfortable even in racial affinity sharing and opening up you know and and seeing what there's about because one of the activities was um writing an, an i believe poem really good activity and but neither of them i saw on the screen like wrote one or even you know shared one from their notes and so I was just like, you know, so all the poems that were being said were all by black women. Great poems. But I was just like, hmm. And I thought that was kind of a missed opportunity to, to kind of see what, what they did. But the, the, the thing about Affinity Space, especially the way that it's, it's created, is that it's, you are, at least the way Dr. Dukes was leading it, you're free to be who you are. To show up the way that you want to show up. If you want to be quiet, you want to be quiet. If you don't want to be in the group that day, you don't have to be in the group. So there's no, you know, what we're trying to do is is reduce or eliminate these these practices that reproduce oppression. Right? And so I get that. But, you know, and at the same time, I was just like, man, I just wonder what they were thinking. You know, I was just wondering if there was a little more structure that, you know, they could have brought that out. But, hey, that's why not every affinity group is built the same. So this is why I really enjoy BME's talk and where it's just a group of black men getting together, exploring who they are, their own identity independently, and then collectively as a group of black men, and then in comparison or in relationship to outside. And because I would say even with BME's talk, in the leadership lab specifically I'm referring to, and even in the happy hour when we get together, not everybody speaks, you know, on all the issues or all the topics that we're, you know, in the activities. But, meaning in the whole group, but we do do small group activities, we do, we do conduct brave space building, which gives everybody a chance to speak in that moment so at least your voice is heard once you're given, you know, your time to share that. So, but anyway, I don't want to keep rambling. Um, but I was just thinking about that and thinking how affinity groups, racial affinity groups are really super important to explore the racial identity individually and collectively in the group. But then I also think that getting some more specified racial gender affinities like black males is, or black females is really important because the energy it's different. You know, who might speak, who might be engaged, it's different. You know, and so I think there needs to be room for all of them. It's not one or the other. If you have the capacity, it's doing all of them or the ones that are felt are needed. And I feel like we just need more black male educators affinity spaces because then we get that opportunity to explore us, to speak, you know, to be unedited unfiltered to make mistakes, and really hold each other together, hold each other as a collective, and push each other. Because also when you push each other in affinity, you know, same gender, same race, affinity, pushing each other could be a different learning experience than just same race pushing each other. You know? So just some thoughts about affinity groups that they're not all made the same. They're not all built the same. But you got to seek expert facilitation. Dr. Dukes Some of the artwork like I I learned from her about how to celebrate blackness in pop culture, from pop culture. You know, and from our history with poems from James Baldwin from artwork from the sister that uh, painted Barack Obama's um, presidential picture, the one with the flowers. I think it was in the National Archives Museum or one of the the portrait museum. Painted his portrait. His official portrait. Uh, To Tony Morrison. I mean, so I was learning a lot. And it's really important to have people that are trained, highly qualified to lead affinity groups because if not see here's the thing this and this is this is what i i said to the group because one of the things that that dr dukes brought in yesterday when we had this session she was like we don't walk at the end of this and people were like what at the beginning and then once we got halfway into the the session of, of sharing people were like yeah man let's take a walk so we took out a, we took a walk and then somebody was like man can we play music she was like this your space play some music. So some music was being played. I mean, it's almost like we was at a black barbecue, just chilling (laughs) Um, and hanging out. But one thing that that I said is that the reason why it's important to have expert facilitation in affinity groups because it's important to actually create a vision for the group and an understanding of who's in the group and what people are seeking in that group. Some people... Interaffinity groups just looking for sanctuary, just looking for a place to explore themselves and that affinity. Others come in to an affinity group because they're looking to join a collective to go out and join them in a mission, join them in you know work that they want to do. It, it could be you know addressing uh, organizational culture issues within a corporation, whatever that might be, right? It could be mentoring to get people, pre- you know, prepared to succeed in the business. There are different things. People come for different things and they're set up for different reasons. And as a facilitator, it's important to know what those reasons are and to, ex- and to, to use your skill to navigate that because that's how some people get hurt in affinity, because one, it's just people like, oh, we black, you black. Okay, we'll, we'll run it, we'll get together. And they don't really understand that people come for different reasons. And so the affinity group might suffer or struggle or only reach out to some people. And it can have a negative impact, especially within a corporate, especially if you think of, think of it as, as a company, right? You working in a company, you are a black person in tech, let's say right? And or in psychiatry. You're a black person in psychiatry. Well, well tech is probably better because you have a corporation. Let's say you work at Google, right? And you're one of few black people at Google and you are invited like someone says, hey, we're, we're starting an affinity group for black people at Google and you come into that room everybody's gonna come in with different expectations. Some black people, even though it's one racial affinity group, come in cautiously, because they're like, what is this about? Is it okay for me to actually be here? They, they, because it's sometimes, it might be new to them, or new to the corporation altogether, they might think like, well, what is this about? You know, Because we're navigating white dominant culture, that has taught me over the years that sometimes collecting together, grouping together as black people, it, it, it makes white folks or non-black people fearful, right? Because people are like, so what's going on? It makes them, I guess the word, a healthy word would be inquisitive, but it makes them sometimes cautious. And so black people, when they're invited in, are kind of cautious, like, what's, how am I going to be viewed entering into this affinity group? What's going to happen? And then some come in on fire like, You know, all this shit is happening to me on the job. I need to do this. We need to do that. We need to do that. And then there's others that come in there like, I just, I'm just glad to be around black people. And so that's just three of the different types of personalities or uh, what, you know, identity people, how people will enter. And you got to know how to navigate that. And if you don't, you can end up hurting one or all of those types of people and more. So anyway, I think it's, you know, I'm really enjoying this time of exploring it and getting to know affinity, getting to coming to understand the nuances of it, what tools are available to effectively facilitate it, the different ways you can facilitate it, different ways you can set them up and lead them. I'm in my work, like I, I argue you know, I, I like to show instead of arguing for why affinity groups should exist, I like to just share people's reflections. So this is why I share many of the videos from the from the Beamies Talk Leadership Lab, because I want people to hear from black men. If you hear the stories, if you hear the reason, if you hear the benefits, people begin to understand why affinity groups are important. Why they have value. There's plenty of reading out there from different national organizations that have written about it. So if you don't know why, or how your company, or school, or institution could benefit from specifically racial affinity groups that are expertly facilitated, look it up, read it. Reach out to me, send me a DM, shoot me an email. Hey, let's talk about it. Because I want to be clear that while well, I love facilitating affinity groups for black men. I also do it for, can lead for people of color, for black people specifically. But then also it's about training and preparing facilitators to do the work in whatever affinity. So there's some tools that are available that one could use to develop a curriculum if you wanna say for affinity space and so training is key too and so reach out if you want to know more about training that's available for building or strategizing there's some organizations out there who are wondering like they want to do affinity groups so you know how do we do it what what national curriculum is out there all this other type of stuff and I said for me with racial affinity groups there's a framework that we use that then helps equip the group to decide to do some co-constructed, some learning together in community, and then decide where they wanna go from there. And so I'm available to, to chat with you if you wanna know about that, whether you are an educational institution or any other institution. So how do we do this work? Cause I'm seeing the benefits. And the interesting part is it took, me, it took me 16 years in the profession to be in a space where I'm exploring my blackness within that profession. I don't want anybody else to have to wait that long. So I do this work. Well, that's another episode of IAdele Speaks. I'm IAdele Harrison. Thank you very much. Take a listen, as always. Like, favorite, share. Leave a comment. What is your experience in affinity groups? How have they been? What'd you learn from them? Are you still in one currently? And also reach out if you want to learn. One, join our Black Magicator Affinity Group, BME's Talk. Or if you want to learn how to roll out, develop, design, and implement affinity groups for your organization. And if you want training on being a facilitator. That's it. See you next time.